Hey, hey, you guys. It is the A and J podcast coming back to you after a week off. Yes, please excuse our brief hiatus, y'all. Once again, life got in the way. For those who don't know, we have been in the process of moving for what feels like forever. Forever. It's really been like a month and a half, maybe two months. Don't speak of it. Yes, it's it's been like two months, I guess. (laughs) Like, we kind of secured the place, and then we, we went to deposit, and then we got, we got the place outright, and then it was like, all right, let's start moving stuff little by little, and we're literally like one day away from having everything completely empty and finishing our cleanup of the old place and leaving the keys behind and all of that. Jazz. So Yeah, I I won't lie y'all sat this one out for real for real. Um I did a lot of packing, but my body said no. So uh big props to to Jay. He really pulled through in the clutch. He's he did a lot of it by himself, just moving stuff. To Jay and team. I, I definitely have to shout out King Ibn. Yes. For all of his assistance. My brother in law. My my dad um, helped out. Yeah, the kids tried to help too. Um, I will say my sons were probably the least productive of the children. <laughs> Shocking there, I know, but they were the least productive. Um, they don't mind. They, you know, my daughter came through though. She was probably the next most helpful person after King Evan, and uh, probably even more so than my father in law, even though. Definitely helped um, in a major way. He rented the truck that kind of got the bulky stuff here, so that, that was definitely yeah. appreciated. Good looking pops. So I mean, not to bore y'all with the mundane, uh, yeah. everyday life things, but you know we live everyday lives. We're not superstars, so this is kind of what our life consists I'm, of. She's a celebrity. I'm just. Can we stop? Private citizen. At this here. point, what what episode are we on? Like seven. Are we done no, with this joke? Seven. I think this is six. No, we're on seven. Is it seven? Mm-hmm. See, this is what happened when you missed time. You lose track. I thought it was seven. I That's thought true. it was six. So we're technically like a week away from our eight-week run, which yeah. would be two months. Yeah, I mean, it's Look actually... It's probably it's been, been longer, weeks, but, but we didn't. haven't done it. We missed. This is our second episode we missed. <coughs> like, last week was the second episode we missed. Excuse um, me, y'all, if you hear me coughing or whatever. I am recovering from a, a mild head cold, and it just this is the one that just don't want to go away. This this the raw show. Like I don't think anybody's expecting like professional grade um, podcasting because we're literally doing this at home. Uh, well, now we're in a new space. Now we're in a new space created. So yeah, the new studio. Maybe maybe the vibes will be different. Maybe because there's more space, the vibes will be different. Better acoustics, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Right now, it's not like who gobs of furniture in our house. In fact, it's like none because my husband is giving me the privilege of redecorating the house and putting my stank on it. So... One room at a time, I'm picking out. And let me just say this, like, I never was 
into interior decorating. I always would and odd over other people's stuff. But by the time I got, like, my very first apartment with my best friend at the time, like, we had one long couch in there. And for real, for real, that couch was there when I arrived there from the previous roommate. And there wasn't a kitchen table. I think it was, like, a little, like, enough to seat two people. Um, you know, I had a bed and, like, a tote in my bedroom. So, like, I never had a lot of furniture. And by the time, like, I think when I was dating you, you had a furnished apartment already, but it wasn't mine. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, literally, I was moving into my apartment. I didn't have a lot of stuff. So, I got a van, I think. I think I rented a van to move my stuff in from my dad's house. And all I had was a stand. That held my TV. That had sat like the DVD player of the video game underneath of it, and some DVDs. And I had like another little chest of drawers that I would put my stuff in. That I used to sit um a radio on top of. And other than that, I had my bed. Like my Frank have <coughs> apartment, which was like my apartment because I paid for it all that jazz, and it was like my first solo apartment. In my last, <laughs> um, I had two futons. They were black. That was like my first, like, attempt at coordinating <laughs> something. And it was from the furniture store down the street from where I lived at, and they came and delivered them. But I ended up putting them together myself. And in case y'all don't know, I'm a little bit of a Bob Vila. Um, I grew up under my dad's hand. Of him teaching me things so like soldering pipes, putting stuff together, building. We were always doing something on our houses when we were little. So I got I got the touch. Like I got the home improvement touch. I'm capable. I can spackle. I I do it all. Um, my husband, if he when it comes to putting things together, he much rather just let somebody else do it, like pay for it. But he's like, well, you buy a villa, you do it, and I I do. We put together a bunk bed the other night for yeah, the boys. I mean- the times, so I don't, I get so frustrated putting stuff together. We, we've tried to purchase stuff from Ikea and put it together. Those have been some of like the most stressful moments for you in our relationships. No, for both of us because we've been arguing with each other. They're, they've been very tenuous. Not because of me, though. Yeah, okay. It's not, yeah, okay. like, I'm cool with putting stuff together. We're not, we're not even let you sit there with your halo, your fake halo. Oh, yeah. God. It's not even a halo situation. Because it definitely just... gets tense. And it comes from both sides. Don't try to paint it out to be me. Like, it's like the other night, the same way. Like, you, we was putting that bunk bed together. It was started off cool. But you, it still was some tense moments in there. I let it ride because I didn't want to... You know, start. The only test moments I had was when my back was hurting. He was like, "Why?" He was yelling at me about something. He got mad at me about not putting something somewhere or whatever. Whatever the case is, we got it mm-hmm. done. It was. I'm not in the. I, I do hate putting stuff together. I hate my stuff that has to be put together, and I hate stuff that has a lot of parts that has to be put together. I hate stuff that requires tools to be put together. Like, I want something. Well, I decide. I like things I can put together in the drill, a power drill, because that's like the easiest thing. But everything nowadays, it seems, needs an Allen wrench, and I hate those daggone things. 
Allen wrenches, in case y'all don't know, are like little L-shaped metal pieces that fit into the screws and stuff. If you don't know what an Allen wrench is, slap yourself. (laughs) (laughs) If you're mature enough to listen to this podcast, which you gotta be, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to know what an Allen wrench is. You need to put something together. A table, a piece of furniture from Ikea. I I think that's what's frustrating about the Ikea stuff, though, because, like, you really need tools. Like, you need a screwdriver. You need a hammer. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just get away with an Allen key or something on most of that stuff. And I've done a few things. We've done, like, we... A shower is bad when... We had a bed. When we she was little, like a toddler bed and a dresser. That's the only thing I remember. I bought several desks from Ikea over the years. And not just these simple ones that I buy now that got four legs and a tabletop. I bought. Usually, I'll buy it, be hyped, get it home, and let it sit there for like two months before I must have the courage to put it together. Like, all right, let me. I, <laughs> I had way more energy back in the day, so now when things come, like I just have to go with it because if I don't, like moment of transparency, I bought an exercise bike because I was really excited to not, you know, we have the space now for me to be able to work at home. Let me tell you exactly where that bike is at. It's in my garage. Well, in your defense, you don't really have the space to put Right, because we have to organize the garage and all the boxes and stuff are in there. So I want to get to it because I, I do want to get to exercising. But my whole life is in that garage right now. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been up to it. Like, I haven't had the energy. Speaking of not having the energy, today um, was a photo shoot for the Fluffy Girl Tribe, um, which is the blogger tree I'm a part of. So one year anniversary this month, and so to celebrate, we did a photo shoot where we did three looks all indie designer. Yeah, um, L Dove, Lorenzo James by L Dove was actually one of our um, fluffies. Christian Omishan, uh, that's the Shante Hubbard. I wore one of her pieces, and um, the sponsored look, though the main look, came from Wendy S Collection. Um. Pictures came out beautiful. I can't wait to get them back from the photographer. But the reality, y'all, was I was in so much pain. I didn't feel like it. Um, and I, that's just kind of how, like, that's kind of where I've been at these days. It's just not feeling like it. Um, and that, I think that just goes into the weather. It's been cold. It's been rainy. My body's been hurting. And yeah. I feel awful because, you know, we talked about this in our other podcast before about chronic illness and having a mate who is dealing with chronic illness and being there for one another. In those moments, I'm just kind of like, dad, I wish I could be better for him right now. Like, I really wish I could be better for him because I'd be wanting to, like, clear his plate sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's frustrating to feel like I, I'm not doing enough, like I'm I'm not where I want to be. I'm not operating in an optimal space like I used to, and it is so hard. Like I'm still in that space where I'm like, I have not accepted my new circumstances. It just happened. So we're still adjusting. I think he. I feel like he's doing way better with adjusting to me, but. That's where we're at. No energy on my end. Um, uh, this week didn't help either, though, because the, 
like you said, it rained. It literally rained from like the Saturday or Sunday. I think it rained from like Sunday. It rained for like five days straight until like Thursday. Like I was at work the other day talking to my boss, and she's like, "Oh my god, is it raining again?" Like, and if you guys know anything about Atlanta, like the traffic sucks, the drivers suck. Say you again. throw you throw some rain in there. Everything sucks to the third power. It's funny. Somebody I follow on IG who's, you know, in Philly, she posted up a picture of the traffic on um, the school And I laughed because she was complaining about how bad it was. It was raining. And even with how messy it was, I actually was like, I would go sit and vet instead of drive on I-20 down here or 25 because... It's just not the same. And even as bad as the traffic was, in Philly, it wasn't no craziness happening. You know what I mean? People was bad. They were annoyed. But down here, it's like... It is certain <laughs> spots where you just don't want to get trapped at, though. Like, remember when we were... When we went home and we got up to the hotel up there in King of Prussia and I missed that turn? Yeah. Like, I, I missed one turn. We were literally, like, five minutes from our hotel. The next exit, I think, was like, I want to say a mile or a mile and a half away. But because it was like rush hour traffic and where we were located at on the blue route, like me missing that turn that was five minutes away from our hotel turned into like a half hour. Like, But I think for <coughs> me, when it is, it's familiarity. Like, I've been in Georgia for five years almost. I learned how to drive instantly. You know what I mean? Like, I got my license. I was a late bloomer, y'all. I got my license in 2010 after we got married, a year after we got married. Um, And I learned to drive in Philly. So, because I knew that city so well already, driving it wasn't hard for me because I already knew it from having walked it, caught public trans and all that. So, I was... Far more, uh, it was far more easy to adapt to the driving instantly. And I was comfortable and it was fluid for me and it didn't give me anxiety. And even on my rides back and forth to Connecticut to go see my family and my friends and stuff, like I knew those routes, I'd been driving them for years. So coming down here, like the anxiety is on 100 because A, I've lived here for four or five years, but I haven't taken the opportunity to really learn. Atlanta, like the way I did Philly. So I feel anxiety just from not knowing my way around comfortably. Whoa. I'm getting better, like in my neighborhood, personally, like where I live, but the people also, like I used to, you know, I hate Jersey drivers. I'm not going to lie. And if you are from Jersey and you listen to this, you know you're a trash driver, and I'm sorry. But getting her when we, that was, that was like the Jersey. worst. Um, was Jersey drivers are like the worst drivers and they scream at everybody and beat the horns and I'm just like this is not necessary but driving in Atlanta is like driving with Jersey drivers all day long 24-7 well, I had a homegirl in Philly that drove like that 24-7 like we drove to go take our um, take a test of the King of Pressure one time and she smoked cigarettes and cussed and slammed on the brakes the entire ride from start to finish. Again, 
I will say, I, and no disrespect, ladies, but I find more women tend to drive like that than the men I've been in the car with. Um, I've actually never had an experience like that with a man where he, he just was hitting the brakes all crazy, cussing people out the whole time. Like, even, and it's so funny, she, what Aja said about Jersey. I went to school up there. I had some really close friends from all the local, I don't know, whatever, the, however you want to describe the area, all the different parts of Northern Jersey. Irving, <coughs> excuse me, Irvington, Newark, um, East Orange, uh, Jersey City. Um, we spend a lot of time running around up there, going back and forth between North Jersey and New York. And what I will say is that the drivers in New Jersey and New York are very aggressive. There's a certain amount of aggression that Philly can't even duplicate. Um, down here is not the same though. Even though there are a good number of New York transplants down there, the the aggressiveness is not the issue. It's like the spontaneity that people drive with it's down there. It's like that's the scary brake lights. Like, people will turn their turn signal on and just come. You know what I mean? They like Yeah, I ever seen that clip from um the family guy. The Asian oh, the Asian lady gets in the car, puts on a blindfold, turns on her blinker, and just goes. That's Atlanta. She's like, okay, I turn now. <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how it is to drive. Like this, but it's, I really think that's the biggest difference versus everywhere. Because I've driven in New York. I've been, I've driven in New York after 9-11. Like, if anybody who is familiar with what New York felt like after 9-11, like, it was like a military state after that, like, for several months. Like, it was people at all the, t- it was police at all the tunnels. Like, everything was at a screeching halt. The traffic was thick. Um, I've been in rush hour traffic in New York. I've been in rush hour traffic in New Jersey. I've been in rush hour traffic in Philadelphia, Delaware, and, you know, other parts of the East Coast. And whatnot, and I'm telling you, nothing. I've never seen anything like Atlanta until I came here. This and I really, think part of the problem is that Atlanta has become such a mecca or a hub for a lot everything. of transplants from everywhere. So everybody's bringing driving skills from wherever they're from and throwing it all together in one pot, and it's a mess. And again, no shade to you, ladies. They're and he's not lying. I hate to say I used to argue with him about this in the beginning, but it turns out he's right. It turns out he knows what he's talking about. Women drivers are the worst. It's a large female population here, and they are some of the scariest drivers in the world. Like, the, the speed at which they drive these huge SUVs, and everybody owns a Charger or a Camaro or a Challenger down here. So they... They got the power. They got the power behind Will. I got the power. And it, like, things just take place rapid fire. If it's not a Charger or a Camaro or a Challenger or a Suburban or an Expedition, then it's, or a, a Tahoe, or, um, if it's not one of those, then it's some type of 
old luxury vehicle like an Infiniti, a Mercedes, a BMW, or a Lexus. Something probably like 10 years old that somebody is flying in. It, is, it can be so scary down there sometimes. And I drive for hours every day up and down the highway. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. Like I said, I'm getting over this cold. Nighttime seems to be the worst time, too, for it. But we going to get through it. I'm going to do my best to limit the obnoxious coughing into the mic. But um, enough of our, you know, day-to-day Atlanta and our traffic complaints. Let's talk about, um, you had an interesting topic about (laughs) Will Smith and his uh, adoration for his baby mom. So, were they married? They were married. When I was just watching that Red Table. um, Red Table Talk. Yeah. He was saying how he met Jada, knew he was in love with her. And still married the other baby. And ended up meeting his wife. Like immediately after he had met her. All right. So, what is is his ex wife's um, birthday just passed? And he shouted her out, called her the best baby mother, told her he loved her, posted up an old school picture of her and his first child, I believe Trey is his name. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, people were leaving comments on because y'all know our Patreon the shade room. Hey, y'all roommates. Um. And the comments ranged in, it was like, a lot of people were in support of it, like, oh, I wish I could be that mature. But there was quite a few women who were like, no, he got a whole wife, he shouldn't be shouting out his baby mother, that's disrespectful. And then Chris Rock um, even posted a comment that was like, on Will's page, that was like, your wife is really understanding or whatever, something to that effect. So, I just wanted to weigh in on my thoughts about the ex, exes and children and all that stuff. Because I come from a place where um, I have a baby father um, outside of my husband. I had a child before we got married. And first of all, I would never be giving him all the public adoration that Will's given his life because... There's no need to. Um, our relationship, I won't call it strained, but, um, but it is. It, it, no, like he was an absent father up until very recently. So I, you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I was never the type of like dragged in the court or anything like that. Like I didn't try to force him to be a dad. I was, I was one of those women who just went on with my life. Like it, there's no point in, in doing this back and forth. I ain't going back and forth with you. So, like, I, there's no hate there. Um, there was frustration at times, but I'm not in a place where, like, I am mad or I, you know, or anything like that. Um, but I have always told my daughter, like, I love your dad for giving you to me. I love your dad for um, giving me the opportunity to be your mother. But that's where the love stops. You know what I mean? It's not a... It's not a romantic thing. And if we were on better terms and we were friends, I would be comfortable uh, if he had been a different father giving him props publicly. Um, and I wouldn't have an issue with that. And I would hope my husband wouldn't. 
because <clears throat> I would hope that we were all mature enough to understand like a child was made, but we were teenagers, it doesn't matter. And Will and Jada, like, Jada has a relationship with the ex-wife. Their friend, she commented, like, she has, and that's the thing, they clearly have an understanding, one of which Jada is not mad about. So I think anybody else saying that the situation is disrespectful is just stupid, because if the wife's not bothered, why are y'all? Like, where are y'all husbands to be bothered over? Go be bothered over them. Because clearly it's not an issue for them. Why are you guys hyped up off of a situation that's imaginary as far as I'm concerned for y'all? Because I think people are so used to exes beefing with one another that the idea, the audacity for this couple to move forward and be friends. Like, they obviously raised a child together. Like, is noble. I love it. I love to see blended families. I love seeing that kind of stuff. I don't think that it requires, you know, everybody's levels are different, but there was nothing disrespectful about it for me. I, I didn't see it and I didn't feel like, oh, this is egregious. Like, I was unbothered because she was unbothered. If she was bothered by it, then maybe that's a totally different story, but she wasn't. <laughs> I don't think anybody should really be getting, unless you have, like, a rude and disrespectful relationship with your child's well, I mean with your your spouse's baby father, baby mother, whatever. Um I don't think that should be a source of frustration. Like if you have a mutual respect for one another, if you wanna give a shout out or show your appreciation, because at the end of the day you and this person do share a child. Y'all did create a life together. So it's understandable to want to have an amicable relationship with them whenever possible, and to also have a legit friendship with them whenever possible. Like, you still have to co-parent. And even when that child is older, like, having a peaceful, amicable relationship is healthy for you as well as the child. So I wouldn't be mad if, if you was over, if we... Did celebrate birthdays and he was over here shouting out this nigga's birthday. Like, I'm not gonna be, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not gonna be mad. That's a waste of energy. Like, y'all, is, y'all petty wops for being like upset that, you know, yeah. There's so many women who were like, that's disrespectful though. Why? Like, she is the best baby mom. She's the only baby mom. Like, she is the, the baby mom. And perhaps she was the best the baby mom there was because she didn't give him drama. She accepted the changes. You know how many women is out here causing problems? No, if, you, if you watch that Red Table talk where he talks about it, he said he refused to divorce his wife. Like, even though he knew he was in love with Jada Pinkett, he refused to divorce his wife. He had no intentions of ever divorcing her. She's the one who made him end that relationship. Like now that right there, that's enough to be, that's enough to warrant a shout out in my opinion. Like she was like, No, nigga, you're not really committed to this. You need to go on your way and live your life and let's let's just go on. Like let's let's be separate people, live separate lives, and we can still raise this kid together and he can still be healthy. Like I I respect the heck out of that. Because she could have really been drawn, especially with 
the Fresh Prince because of his celebrity status and his notoriety and his money and all this and this. Like, oh no, you're not just going to leave me to go be with this this broad that from a different world. Like she could have really been that vindictive joy. Does anybody remember This Is All Of Us? Like the show that they did based on their life. Oh, uh, it wasn't. Ray. It wasn't. This is all of us, yes, but it was. It was something. This is something. all of us. Yes, it is. That was a theme song. That might have been a theme song. That wasn't the name of the show, though. Okay, well, you googling, you tell me. Oh. It was all of us. Okay. All of us. This is all of us. So. But yeah, all of us. I thought that was a dope show too. Though. Like I thought it was a dope concept that. Because I think that was really their life, right? Like his baby was, mom lived in like his pool house or something or something at one time. Like, hey, if you you got that kind of wealth, nigga, enjoy it. Like I'm I'm broke, so ain't no. At least his baby father ain't coming to live with us. He ain't getting <laughs> Even the mother. Even if we had that wealth, he, he, not, wouldn't, he wouldn't come to live with us. He's not getting the mother-in-law suite or whatever. Like it just that's not gonna happen. Like, but I think it just speaks to the nature of. The generations we live in, we're so used to bitter breakups and 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 being vengeful that the idea of living in harmony and peace is one that is obscured to most people. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, but if you if you can have it, enjoy it. Ride it to the wheels fall off. Like if you. If you can have that peaceful relationship where you all can coexist, where you can even help out your baby mother, because at the end of the day, you do want to make sure your baby mother is living a certain quality of life because your child, your child is also there. Like, um, by a certain quality, we don't mean that twenty k. That time it was getting from Rob. That's ridiculous. Um, that's a whole nother topic. That's <laughs> by itself because my feelings about that situation. That, that was that's some space age pimping that went down right there on Rob Kardashian's behalf. Hold your head, white boy. You, <laughs> you, you got played. <laughs> no, he did all the playing because you know he, he went to get the court to get that reduced, so that's been suspended. They, they did something. He knew so, Chris Jenner wasn't letting nothing happen to her son, so I always see how that unfolds all on the shade room. <laughs> but he, he got it backwards, man. Like, he, he that, that boy. At some point in time in his life has been worth millions if he's not right now. He's still you know worth what millions. What I'm he's just playing the game. <clears throat> he, he definitely didn't have to get caught up in that black China snatch. I mean, he perhaps she got the snatch of life because judging by that video that put out, she definitely don't got the head of life. She got the snatch of something. It was enough to. She's like the Erica Badu of the Ratchets. No, she is. Her and Amber. See, look at look at who who she is bagging though. Tiger, Tiger, whatever his name is. Who, Who's bagging Lindsay Lohan at the moment? Can we talk about that? Lindsay Lohan. Lindsey Lohan is on fire crackhead. Like. trapping for him right there, but no. But I'm saying she bagged him. Like Tiger was on. Um, you ever seen that clip of him from MTV? Yeah, like it's on that cornball show, like. Kids like rich kids who was um like corny or something like that. He was on there. With I mean, let him be corny, but he got guap. Like <laughs> she knew what she was doing. 
He was corny and she should get his money. Exactly. That's, like, but that's what I'm saying, though. That, from, that was my whole point. Like, she came from the strip club and just started bagging these niggas. Like, F dancing for tips. Like, I could just be out here GM rappers and B-list celebrities. Mm. Like, athletes. Like, y'all. And all them cats is corny because y'all didn't have no... Y'all grew up your whole life with no game. Y'all let these joints target you and approach y'all like some marks and then run the G of life on y'all. And all they gave up was a little bit of snatch that they was willing to give up anyway. So at the end of the day, y'all y'all paid for something that didn't. But I don't always think it's that way. I think sometimes you should still be falling in love. I think sometimes we downplay it because of... We downplay things because when society has an issue with women who are overtly sexual. Society also has an issue with women of color who are coming from strip clubs and things like that because they get branded a certain way. So the idea that they can have actual emotions and be in love with someone is absurd. And I don't think that it is. I think that we have to stop looking at them as if they're subhuman. Um, Cause I think she loved, I think she loved Tigger at some point. She was, she was hurting. He was cheating on her with Kylie. Like he was cheating on her. She wasn't cheating on him. That, that's the first thing. They broke up because of Kylie. E- either way, the point is... It wasn't like Drake trying to smash her one time or something like that. All right, because so when a nigga tries to smash her, I mean she's in the wrong? It is if she was with it. Was she, though? Did he say he smashed her? So he never did. Was, See, and that's the thing. And this is, this is where my issue... So I don't have no skepticism um, when it comes to stuff like that because at the end of the day, niggas will cheat all day long and still be like, I love my chick. When a woman cheats, you know, oh, she's a hoe, she can't love them. That's not true. The reality is people are human. They do very human things. And sometimes that involves them doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But at the end of the day, I think we got to stop dehumanizing these women, calling them hoes and stuff because of their careers. I'm just putting that out there. Um, But the idea that she couldn't possibly really love that man, um, I I don't think it's true. I think he's a no ticket, both of them. Rob and Tiger. <laughs> they can go do a mix. But why 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 do you think that? Because them. she's because she decided to capitalize on it? That makes them a mill ticket? I, I, first of all, Rob Kardashian, I don't believe for two seconds that he wasn't a mill ticket for her. Tiger, it might have been some legitimate Feelings there, uh, that's debatable, but I'm not going to say that. But she recently did an interview when they asked her if she would go back to Rob, she would say yeah. Of course she would, because he got the guap. Not because she loved him. Okay. I don't think she loved that nigga. She wouldn't be posting these pictures of this other cat playing him in his robe, pumping him in his bed in his crib. Like, that's disrespectful. You don't do that. You don't, but Rob was cheating on her. And that was her beef. Like, and see, that's the problem. When women do it too, then it becomes a problem. Like, she served that nigga when he was giving her, and then it was a problem. Like, that was a plug too for that. Like, if he really was cheating on her, shame on him too. Because, Robin, you need to get down on your knees and and pray to God feverently, aggressively. Fervently. You know what I mean? Do it like Jesus in the garden in no, Gethsemane. No, he can't pray about like it. You, you sweat, sweat blood over that black vagina that you had the fortune to behold. And right. then you go ahead and squander it over some Hollywood thoughts. First of all, everybody was squandering as far as I'm concerned. That was my point. 
Um, who cares? At the end of the day, like, I think it's really easy to paint her out to be the bad girl because she, of her background. And I hate stuff like that. Like, oh, she's stripper. Oh, it's a no ticket. She's scamming. She this, she that. Like, I think no. she was, though, at the end of the day. She's definitely scamming Rob. Like, that was, he's on market. I think she ain't the first draw. I think, um, Adrian from that, that, that talk show now, formerly of 3LW. I think she was G in that nigga. Rita Ora clearly played that cat out on the Maybe is it show. that they played him out, or maybe he's just whack, you know, where he no is girl. just whack. No, you know what I'm talking about. I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm talking about across the board. The fam is whack, yo. Like, his, his, he should be way stronger than he is, and he is not. He should be coming way more correct, because at the end of the day, he's holding all the cards. Like, he shouldn't be playing himself out over any female when you Rob Kardashian and your family is worth all these millions. So what? Family being worth money don't mean you <coughs> less human. Like this is the stupidity that. But what I'm saying is he's he he has done nothing to be he a got millionaire. Side company. But what I'm saying is he has done nothing to be to be relevant other than be related to these people. Like dog, you should be capitalizing off of that. If you can generate the coin you have off of just being related to this group of women, like, nigga, you should be fighting tooth and nail to not only build that, continue to build upon that, but to hold on to it and not just be falling in love with these halfway crook females that's over here G and the hell out of you. Like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, pardon me. But G and the heck out of you. Like, he, he needs to come more correct. Like, his game ain't hell enough. He, he needs to go sit on the bench somewhere. Go find you a nice little white girl or something. Somebody who is on your level and stay away from this black vagina. That's too much. This vagina of color. It's not about color. It is. It's not. Because the Latinos and the blacks have done him dirty. Because he's a mark. He's a mark buster. And I have been disappointed but anyway, shout out to Will Smith for being in love, or not being in love, but showing love and respect to his baby mother for helping him raise a, one, a wonderful son, being respectful of his desire to move on, and um, for not ever really being a drawbox like so many other, of these other women have been with their celebrity spouses, baby fathers, or whatever. And the same for the men, like you know, shout out to the women who are real ones too. Who, You're welcome. Who got real men who aren't over here just being draw boxes and trying to blow the spot because they baby mothers don't want to bump them no more and they've moved on. You know. So, so let me let me ask you this because this is a question I get a lot. So um, I get a lot of men in my DMs for whatever the reason. And in real life, I get a lot of men who find themselves attracted to me and trying to talk to me. And the first question out of my friends' mouths all the time is, how does Jared feel about this? How does Jay feel? Like, how does he deal with this foolishness? What do you have to say? Because there are a lot of men, if they were in your position, they would not be as relaxed about it. Um, Why are you able to do that? 
I'm able to do that because I choose to. At the end of the day, I could be mad and offended and, you know, wanting to threaten everybody who looks at you with a little lust in their eyes. But at the end of the day, I know I have an attractive wife. I'm glad to know that the opposite sex still finds her desirable, sometimes the same sex. Okay. Uh, we're not going to talk about no, that. We're not. That's real rap as well. But, you know, I'm glad I'm with somebody who people are desired to find desirable. Do I want you being approached or hit on or drooled over? No. Do I like it? No. Am I comfortable with it? No. I'm tolerant of it, though, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm not going to be out here in these streets fighting everybody who shows a little interest in my wife. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not. Like, there's a difference between looking respectfully and a difference between being disrespectful in your approach. As long as you keep it respectful, I'm not going to trip over it. Like, I have an attractive wife. It's only natural that you would be attracted to her. But at the end of the day, she's coming home and she's getting all of this from me. Mm. So, y'all can look and y'all can can enjoy all y'all want. Y'all can glance favorably, drool all you want. But at the end of the day, just know she's coming home to me. And yeah, opportunities are slim and none. (laughs) Shame on you. Yeah, I, you know, I think at this point in my life, I'm past the jealous type kind of vibe when I was younger and far more insecure. I definitely was. I'm not insecure, but I am, I'm one who's real honest. Like I call it out. If I see you hitting on my husband or flirting with him, whatever the case may be. Um, P.S. I do not, I do not draw this level of attention. This is not happening. He's just oblivious to the, no, level of attention no, she wants draws. to paint this picture that I'm super oblivious, but the amount of attention that she receives versus the amount of attention that I receive is night and day. Alright, so like I might get an occasional flirter at the, the cash register or something like that. Or it might be some... Caressing hands as we exchange change. No, no. That, like my that, that, that has never happened. Yes, it has. But anyway, it's very rare. It's few and far in between for me versus her, where she's getting all kinds of foolishness on her DMs on a daily basis, where it, people are approaching, people have approached us at the market in the middle of the night, all right, to ask all kinds of stupid questions. Like, people want to want to get invite us to threesomes and swinger parties and stupid stuff like that. Girls want to know if they can do stuff. Like, it's it's just so weird. Like, the things that just come randomly, like, without any prompting. We could just be on Humbug and, like, the most weird this opportunity will present itself for little to no reason. Like, I will say, Alicia does not invite this attention. Like, she's not one of them girls that are chasing male attention 
or who's like, oh, I don't know why these guys keep hitting on me. Let me post a better picture of me with my titties out. Like, right. And like, oh my God, why are they why are they sliding my DMs all crazy? I you just, put I my just, booty on the sink. I can't just take a picture with my my breast hanging out and I get all of this. Like, it's, it's definitely not that, I will say. I've seen her do her best to dress modestly, to do all that she can to redirect the attention elsewhere, to minimize the attention, and it still comes. In some way, shape, or form, somebody underneath a rock is still crawling out from under to be like, hey, you got a man? If not, I can be your... If you do, I can be your Benton. Oh, my God. That was so whack. I posted that, y'all, in my stories on Instagram. I, I rarely check the messages on my Facebook account. Like, I just started becoming active on there. And um, some guy had sent me several messages. And I just responded, I'm married. And he was like, I could be your Benton. And I'm like, I don't even... What are we saying here? Okay. You signing up to be a side nigga. And really they do. They really be like, but can you have friends? That's all right. Like when I come to town, we can just hang out. Um no. There will be no hanging out. You trying to get me killed is what you're trying to do. (laughs) So like no thank you. I don't know. Um I just kinda feel like I do appreciate the maturity and the growth that has come and Jay and I's relationship um, and the amount of comfortability he has. I mean, but I also make it easy. Like, I, he has passwords on my phone. Like, I've been logged in to my accounts on his phone, so he can access them. And if he asks for a password, he can have it. Like, if he should ever feel the need to want to snoop or observe it, just it is, it is what it is. Well, I don't feel a need to snoop or observe anything extra. Like, and for real, for real, like, we do, we definitely, I definitely do see some of these guys that hit on her. We laugh about them from time to time because some of y'all cats are just so foreign and weird. <laughs> you approach, you know, you, all the Indian guys in the world can come in on her. All the, you know, older people that want to make those Dairy Queen runs in the middle of the night happen to see a, a darker brown skinned woman driving and get inspired to want to talk to her. <laughs> Go right for it. I imagine you said Dairy Queen. Like, that was so specific. Like, Dairy Queen. Like, Not Walmart. <laughs> I just popped in my head. Like, like <clears throat> excuse me. The boy who um tried to holler at you in the scooter that time at Walmart. Like, are you oh, serious? Like, uh, it was a marker, not a scooter. Whatever, it's a scooter to me. It's like they're trying to crack on the crack on you in a scooter. Like, are you serious? Like, is this real life happening right now? I was watching the whole thing unfold too. And no shade, but I was laughing to myself. Like, go ahead, fam. Go I was ahead super uncomfortable. Get, make your move. Make your move again. You gonna put a couple of her items in your basket? Okay. Uh, let, me, let me lighten the load of your car. Shout out to every other person who writes a marker, because I certainly do my back not having it. First of all, <clears throat> the markers here in Georgia is like a thing. Like, because I, I seen a lady get out of the driver's side of her car and hop in one 
yesterday. She wasn't that old. She didn't look that hurt. See, I, I, I've learned that you can't you can't decide if a person is truly handicapped just by how they look. People, for all intents and purposes, don't know unless they see me limp when it's a bad day or whatever. Like, they don't know that looking at me. I look young and normal. Fat, maybe, but, you know, I'm sure they be looking at me like, why is she in this mark heart? So I stopped assuming things about people. Um, yeah, I mean, this is funny. But, you know, I, that's the other thing that does make it easier for me. Like, nobody feels like they're a threat either. And, yes, I'm not just talking about the Indians and the Asians and the corny white boys, but, you know, buff um, cats that <laughs> go to the gym seven days throughout the week that don't eat nothing but salad and protein shakes or whatever. Y'all chubby chasing niggas that want to holler at my wife. She jokes on you. She does not like that. <laughs> She's not interested in all your muscles. You know, other little big joints might like it, but she does not. So I, I'm not bothered by it. Now, if you show me another fat nigga that look like me that got less gray hair or something like that, you might be bothered. And more money, then I might be. There might show some concern or something like no, that. No, this family, like I got three kids. Anybody really trying to come for me for real? For real, they might want smash, but ain't, ain't nobody trying to make this official. I assure you. But if you are, keep it to yourself. <laughs> anyway, nobody cares. It's too late. You missed that bunch. Should have tried that back in um, 07 or something. If you uh, tried the shot, 04 would have been a good time. 05. Man down. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Keep it rolling. We definitely not editing this out. This show is very much wrong on cut. Y'all just gonna have to deal with this. We dropped the mic. We did. And the show must go on. The show will go on. Um, but what I will take this moment out to say, you guys, like, we didn't have a topic really prepared tonight. Like, we're tired. I can't say enough, and we just was like, look, we're just going to talk how we normally talk and chit-chat. This is our Seinfeld episode, show about nothing. Tired, but we also want to continue to feed our fan base. We love y'all that listen to us take the time out to tune into the podcast. One day we are going to get some analytics and know who's really listening to this podcast and how much interest we really garnered from it. But shout out for the people who really do be hitting me up. Like, did y'all record this week? Did y'all? Yeah. I love that. Hopefully there won't be any more missed weeks and especially not weeks like this because we I apologize. We need to at least say, you know, we sorry we didn't get to record this week. I, I feel some kind of way when that happens because I feel like for those of y'all who do listen to us, who do enjoy us for whatever reason you do, I do want to I want to let y'all know we we care about the product that we put out and we serve to y'all. Even if we're immature and inexperienced at this, we do want to treat our fans, followers, whatever, friends, whatever you want to call yourself, we do want to treat y'all with some level of respect for just giving respect. us the time What's of day. That's right. You give us the time of day, so we, we want to give y'all our best effort, and when we don't, you know, I feel some kind of way about that. So, 
We apologize. It shouldn't happen again. I can't say that it won't, but it shouldn't, at least not for another couple months, because life shouldn't be getting in the way too much more. Yeah, I think things are calming down quite a bit. Yeah. Unless somebody goes to the hospital or goes to jail, you can kind of expect a weekly podcast moving forward. Um, we will resume the music episode part two next weekend as we continue our. If you guys missed um, two weeks ago, we did a music episode. Me and Jared had a pretty heated discussion about our thoughts on various aspects of music. Y'all, it's a funny thing. I see him right now. He looking like Ray Charles rocking back and forth. Trying to stay awake. Keep his eyes open. Trying to stay awake. Yeah, I mean, um, I have, I've been having some rough nights battling this cold, you know. Like, waking up and I feeling like I can breathe, coughing all crazy, super dehydrated, dry, whatever you want to call it. I got something to hydrate. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. But that's a topic for another time and place. But, um, this has been fun being able to get back into the saddle again and do our podcast. And we intend from here on beyond to keep it up. Um, we want to keep feeding y'all and hopefully you tell a friend and refer somebody to us and we'll do it. You know, Right, we want to keep going this slowly but surely. Yeah, feel free to drop us topic suggestions, ask questions. The Instagram page is a underscore j podcast. Um, hit us up. Hit us up. Interact with us. Do. There's nothing wrong with expressing like what you would want to hear or how you would want to hear it. So we're open to new ideas. We're like I said, we're very mature in terms of this podcast game, but we're learning as we go along, and any suggestions you have that might improve our show, let us know. Shout out to my fake sponsor, Seagram's Escape Spike. I probably <coughs> every time we do this podcast, um, so yeah, I should really get into being our sponsor, period. Mm. Yeah, and um, if Seagram's is getting involved, don't send me a crush or a spike or whatever these things is called. Send me something for real, cause I don't I don't drink the wine coolers. I don't want anything. Let me try to act so hard when it comes to these wine coolers. You know, I don't want these wine coolers. These slamming. Just send me some. I'll take a shot of gin or some. Let um, me just be wanting to be shade alcoholics just to be hard. Like no, I'm a man. I don't like to be honest with you. I don't like sweet drinks. Like they start to taste nasty after a while. So, I like my stuff to have a little boldness, a little bite to it. Like me? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. Just keep them teeth to yourself. <laughs> keep them in your mouth. Okay. You know, leave that one alone. Please. I was trying to disturb the internet with my Jill Scott renditions on this podcast. Shout out to Julie and Yeah, shout out to Julie because you just made the internet go nuts off of a Euro clip. Off of a clip of some. No need. I would say, like, as an adult, seeing something like that, like, we should no longer be impressed. If you over the age of 30 and you see somebody doing this. At their concert, like, this should not be going viral. This is just life at this point. 
I'm we, convinced it was a youngin who like saw it and was not familiar with Jill. Jesus put this nigga on the big ones. That's what happened right there. Like now he got a plus size fetish. And she, she just ramped it up for all y'all girls that got issues with being fetishized. Jill Scott just made it that. No, she thing. didn't make it worse. Yeah, she knows she, she didn't. She didn't do anything besides she, what she was doing. Not directly, not intentionally, but indirectly and unintentionally. She definitely People did. who think that it's okay to associate big girls are with hypersexualization is the problem. Not Jill. <laughs> well, Jill did her thing. She got the internet going nuts. And good for her. Kudos. Yeah. Well, I'm mad at her. I mean, Hey, I wouldn't want my wife up there doing it, but she's not my wife. She's not anybody's wife. She's a grown woman. And people love it. And this, she said this is not the first time she's done it. Sure, it won't be the last time. I don't know if she does it every episode. but Every episode? Her, every show, I'm sorry. I'm sure she doesn't do it every show. This, you guys, is Jared being tired. Um, I am legit tired. It is... After midnight, and I had, like I said, I've got up at two o'clock. I got up at five o'clock, and I've I struggled to fall back to sleep. So I'm looking forward to dropping off or whatever we need to drop off, and going on with my life and enjoying my my beauty rest. So I'm going to wrap it up from here, y'all. Good night to y'all. This has been a fun podcast. I always love it. Can just talk and be our natural selves. Not that we've been faking it for y'all in the past. I was saying that's not the same. It feels like the lack of topic just makes things feel that more authentic. Yeah, I'll give you that. I do. But we are going to wrap it up. We are approaching our 60 minute mark. So let's make that happen. Mm -hmm. We promise to try to come back to y'all next Sunday. And give y'all some of us. Until then, again, follow us at A underscore J podcast. Follow Big Talk underscore J. And of course, last but not least, myself, APY Blog. Peace, you guys. Peace and soul. Okay, you showing your age. Bye. Yeah. Bye.